Do you get energized when you think about the strength of the Jewish nation? Do you get energized when you think about those moments that the Jewish people, our ancestors, had to go through and endured in order to bring us to today? How about, do you get anxious when you're reading the story in the Torah? You see the imminent threat to our ancestors and we're not sure what's about to happen, but we know the ending is good because we're here. But living the life and seeing what they're enduring could be anxiety-inducing, perhaps. Do you perhaps get a little judgmental and say, if I was in that situation, I would not do such a thing, or I would do a specific kind of act? And of course, in all of these cases, we're putting ourselves retro by thousands of years, thinking about the Jewish people as they traveled around the desert in this particular case. And in this case of today's Parsha, they're coming to the end of their journeys in the desert. They have now been in the desert for 40 years. We spoke last couple of weeks of the challenge that they had with the Midianites and the alluring temptation that they had with the Midianite women. We spoke about Pinchas standing up and taking the law into his own hand. We also today talk about God saying, prepare from amongst you those which will step forth and they will actually wage war with the Midianites. And after we've settled the score, then Moshe, you will be gathered into your people. 1,000 from each tribe, 12 tribes, 12,000 people. That's all they needed. Why is it that's all they needed? Because of course Hashem is right behind them. Well, you may ask yourself, if Hashem is right behind them, why do we even need 12,000 people? And over here we have the delicate balance between living in a physical world, making ourselves a receptacle for the blessings that fills the receptacle that we make, and yet recognizing that the blessing that comes to us is not the might of our own hand, but rather it's the blessing of God that works through that specific act that we're doing in order to give us the blessings that he so wants to give us. So, of course, we know very clearly a thousand stood forward from each tribe, 12,000, and they went and they waged war. The five kings of Midian perish, and also Bilam, that sorcerer who would come to curse the Jewish people, was also killed by sword. Rashi immediately points out, why does the Torah tell us how he was killed? He didn't make it out of battle. We know many people don't make it out of battle. Rashi actually underscores an interesting concept and says, there was method to the madness to come and curse the Jewish people because after all, one of the greatest strengths of the Jewish people is that they use their mouths in prayer to reach out to Hashem, to a higher power, in order to bring blessing. The secret source, shall we say, of the Jewish people. And so Bilam adopted this same trait. Whereas the many other nations are told that they live by their sword. Now, in this particular case, it was the Jewish people that took up the sword and went and did what needed to be done on a physical level. But it's that del- delicate balance between physical and spiritual that constantly plays into our consciousness. 
And indeed, we have another story in the Parsha which underscores this very point. The Jews are standing on the other side of the Jordan. They haven't yet crossed the Jordan. This would be called the eastern side of the Jordan. On the western side of the Jordan is Israel, and they're going towards it. Now they've conquered the eastern bank of the Jordan. Two and a half tribes approach Moses and say, you know, we like it over here. This very, very fertile land, good grazing land for our cattle. Can we perhaps stay on this side of the land? Moshe Rabbeinu is very, very upset. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu tells them and equates them to this, the, the spies, which we know erred and blundered terribly. And he says, your brethren are going to go into war and you're going to stay over here. And by the way, your move is weakening the resolve of the rest of the Jewish people to cross into the land that Hashem has given to them. And in fact, is this not what your predecessors had said when we sent the spies to go scout out the land? We know what the results of that was. It wasn't very pleasant. That whole generation died out and 10 of the 12 spies also didn't merit to go into the land of Israel. So Moses clearly doesn't think this is a great idea. To which they replied, no, we actually will settle our families over here. We'll build pens for our cattle and then we will go. In fact, we will go armed. We will go swiftly. We are going to go at the head of all of the divisions in order to wage war in the land of Israel and to conquer the land, we will not go back and return home until we've actually achieved the purpose. Moses says, if this is the plan, then fine. But this must be the plan. And so it was. I bring up the story because the question then becomes, what were they thinking? Why did they want to stay on the other side of the Jordan when Israel was the promised land? And why is it that Moses immediately acquainted them with the spies who had gone into the land and come back with a negative report. They didn't say anything negative about their land. They just said it was good grazing on this side of the land. The Lubavitcher Rebbe gives insight and says, you have to understand, what was the real reason and the spiritual reason why the tribes did not want to go into the land of Israel? These were great leaders, we had said. These were the greatest of the great. Did they really not believe that they could go into the land if God had promised the land to the Jewish people. So Hasidic philosophy explains that actually it wasn't the physical overcoming the physical land. It was more the notion that if they were to go into the land of Israel, there would be no more manna, there'd be no more well of water. They would have to engage in mundane and physical In order to sustain themselves, they would be in the field all day, manuring and plowing and reaping and harvesting, etc. But that's not the way they wanted to live their life. They wanted to be altruistic. They wanted to sit and study. They wanted to actually cut themselves off from the physical, which is what the existence in the desert itself was. But that's a blunder, because God created the world specifically that we should engage with the world, that with the the permitted, that we engage with, we have the ability to actually uplift and make it better. In fact, physical is not merely physical. When we use it for the right reasons, it becomes spiritual. We're able to turn something physical into something transcendent. We're able to keep 
the Sabbath, take the day, the seventh day of the week, and you make and sanctify that day. We're able to take certain foods, make a blessing on them, and we're able to sanctify the foods. We're able to make a blessing on the tefillin. We're able to take the hide of a cow and write a mezuzah on it and sanctify that very hide. And that is our job, so to speak, in this world, where we bring transcendence through living in the physical, not by separating ourselves and living an aesthetic life where we're not engaged in the physical. Moshe Rabbeinu was very concerned that this is exactly why they wanted to stay on the other side of the Jordan, because they wanted to sit undisturbed, they wanted the cattle to graze, and they wanted to stay very detached. And so Moshe Rabbeinu equates them with that terrible sin of the spies. and says, this is not the way we're supposed to live our lives, and this is not what the grand plan is. And that's a very, very powerful message to each and every one of us. It's so often that we try to cut ourselves away from something, not recognizing that actually engaging is where our whole mission of life is. Uplifting, making something transcendent, making it holy, transferring, transforming our time, transforming our resources. A dollar is only worth a dollar. A moment of pleasure is an empty moment because the moment passes. But if we could take our resources and if we can take our talents and if we can take everything that's provided to us and use it towards making this world a better place and bringing transcendence to this world and elevating our bodies and allowing our souls to express themselves, that is the ultimate. And that is the ultimate arriving in the Holy Land. Have a fantastic day.